From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. All hell is broken loose. Everybody's waiting to hear from Aaron Rodgers, our producer, who's arguably the second biggest Jets fan at ESPN. I'm going to say that. Has Who's just flat first? out left the show. Greeny. Who's the first? Greeny okay. offered a Greeny. toe. Uh, Evan just left. He's gone. At this point, Evan has left the bill. Oh, now he walks in. Like, Evan didn't even try to be here on time. He's like, look, I'm trying to figure out what Aaron Rodgers is doing. That's the way the entire world is. It's Fitz and Harry well, on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Go ahead, brother. To, to Evan's point, he had to go use the restroom. Oh, well, I wasn't going to tell him. No, like, that. Well, was he, a better drama. I was a little so, nervous. <laughs> Did, did you take your coat off to go so, use the restroom? We know what that means. <laughs> I was going to take the coat off anyway because I was, we know what I that was getting means. really warm in here. Um, it's Dress for Success Wednesday. If you're watching this in the app. app. If you're watching us in the app, uh, everybody's stressed for success. By the way, uh, we've determined that when either Evan or Devin is off the show, either one, the whole show elevates. Marcus brought it today. Looks uh, looks spectacular. Evan came in in a suit. Looked real good. Like Evan came in and was like, hey, I'm bringing that 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 fire again. I'm in a purple velvet jacket with a nice he tie. He his jacket off. I mean, but Evan just use the Evan got up and said, I got to go. I got to go to the bathroom. And then he, I just realized he came in with no jacket on. So, I mean, there are hangers in the stalls, buddy. You don't have to leave your jacket. I in. told you it's warm in here. I was going to take it sure. off anyway. Hey, sure. man. Hey, hey, like, hey, hey, Evan. Your I'm business sweating. is your business, my man. I mean, you only take your coat off for one reason. We still love you, my man. We still I, I love honestly, you. Honestly, I don't think I've sweated this much since the day I proposed to my now wife. Like, I am nervous <laughs> about this Aaron Rodgers interview. I thought it was just about where we were going to go as a show. Aaron Rodgers about to speak to Pat McAfee, by the way. And, and McAfee uh, did give us one nugget earlier, right, Evan? He told the world that, uh, to his understanding, Aaron Rodgers has not yet told Brian Gutekunst anything, which I kind of love. Like, I just, like, at this point, and, you know, I'm getting just killed in my mentions today because of what we talked about yesterday from the Jets. Uh, and Jets fans are all all over it trying to uh, every single fan base says this to me every time we I'm getting all these it's an anti New York narrative you guys just hate the Jets I don't care enough about the Jets to hate the if the Jets lose I don't give a damn like, well I will say this if the me. Jets make the playoffs mm-hmm. and your Raiders don't trust me you will hear about it from me well I mean here's the thing if the Raiders make the playoffs like at, at this point if the Raiders win five games the Raiders were 6-11 and 11, like, pretty easily right now a worse football team were two weeks ago how's that like I said that this is the season of hope where everybody gets better and suddenly you start feeling better about your relationship. Looking back at the pictures of my ex, my ex being the Raiders at this point, I'm looking back at the pictures of the Raiders last year and I'm only thinking about how they're hurting me more at this point. Like the Raiders have gone into full dumpster fire mode. I get it. I understand it. I know it. I got nothing but love for the Jets. It's fine. It makes Evan happy. That makes me happy. One other thing that Pat did say uh, at the start of the show was uh, he he got a text from Rogers last night at 515. I think it's time to tell the world to let the world know what's going on. Sorry. So I think it's time to let the world know what's going on. So that's what Pat mm. said also. Okay. So, I mean, that's going to give us Aaron's perspective. And that's an important part of this. But we have to remember that there are three perspectives, right, Harry? Like, there's the Jets' perspective. There's mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers' perspective. 
And then there's the Packers' perspective. And everybody in this wants to be fed. The Jets want their quarterback, but they don't want to have to give up a lot to the Packers to do it. And according to some reports, they wanted some offsets. They wanted the Packers to take some of that money on. Uh, Adam Schefter earlier today uh, made it clear on Get Up. This is what he said about the difference in compensation. Specifically, this is important for everybody to hear. And where they stand, according to Adam Schefter, when it comes to the actual concept of, of compensation for Aaron Rodgers. The Jets and the Green Bay Packers have to figure out compensation on what it would take to acquire Aaron Rodgers. And my understanding is that within the Packers organization, they felt that he was worth a package that was similar to the one that the Rams once got from Matthew Stafford, which was multiple ones. Now, if you're the New York Jets, you don't want to have to trade multiple ones for a 39-year-old quarterback who's on a year-to-year basis and you don't know how long you'll have his services. Hmm. I mean that that's that is a big difference. You know, at some point that is a massive difference. Well, it's a great great point that you brought up earlier when we were off air. If the Jets are going to give up two first-round draft picks, and I understand the talent that Aaron Rodgers is and what he means to the game of football and the way he, you know, throws the football from the pocket or rolling out or across his body or against his body, I understand that. But if you're going to give up two first-round draft picks, wouldn't it make sense to do it and move up in the draft and draft a quarterback that you can restart your franchise with? Or they don't want to do that because Zach Wilson? I don't care about Zach Wilson right now. I care about my organization being in the right light or giving up those two first-round draft picks and paying Lamar Jackson a certain amount of money to be able to be your quarterback for the next eight or ten years. I, I feel like there's this moment here, and uh, to be clear, we're not working off any more knowledge than anybody else's. But if, according to McAfee, the understanding is that Aaron Rodgers hasn't actually spoken to Gutekunst, we don't know what the conversations have been like between Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I feel almost like there's this this very real chance that the Packers and the Jets are sitting in their offices right now watching McAfee trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And if you're going through that <laughs> Could you process, imagine that? <laughs> if you're the Jets and you don't get the information that you want out of this interview, then what? Like... Are, are you are you turning around like you got two hours till Lamar is going to at least be someone you can contact? Can you even take that? Cha- are you too far down this rabbit hole to be able to change gears or do you have to change gears? It feels like the tone, whatever Aaron Rodgers yeah. tells us today, at least needs to be definitive about what he wants to do and where he wants to do it. Right. Well, I think from the Jets perspective in their organization, they're so far into the weeds now. They're so far down in the tunnel in the hole to 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 go all in for Aaron Rodgers. But the two first round draft picks may hold them up and make them say, you know what? Maybe we should go the Lamar Jackson route. Maybe if we're gonna give up two first round draft picks, maybe we should try to go get another quarterback per se. I think Lamar Jackson route is more feasible for for the Jets because you already have an established quarterback, a guy that you know that can play at an MVP caliber level, and adding him to the guys. And and the Alan Lazard signing, it's going to be valuable in my eyes whether Aaron Rodgers is there or not because I think you're you're bringing in another big-body guy who's played meaningful snaps in the National Football League from that position, and you're pairing him up with Garrett Wilson to go along with their tight ends if you don't get Aaron Rodgers. So I think that's going to be more than – you know, Lamar Jackson had when he was in Baltimore. 
So I think it's feasible to say that the, the Jets wouldn't be wrong in, 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 in turning their heads and in, in, in making a play at Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you know, it's funny to me because we often uh, we often tease Devin that works on our show regularly. He's in Dublin right now hanging out with the family for St. Patrick's Day. Good for him. Uh, but we often tease him at the way he says, oh, come on! And all I can think about is if you're the Jets and you finally get today, you get the peace that comes with Aaron Rodgers saying, all right, I've made my decision. I want to play and I want to play for the jet for the Jets. Now you call up the Packers and you say, "Hey, Gutekunz, now that we know this, what do you guys want?" And they're like, "Ah, we want what Stafford got: uh, two firsts and a third. Oh, come on! Like they're just asked if you're the Jets, you're like, I just need something to be easy at this point. There's got to be some way to get this done. It is interesting because the presumption, simply based on the fact that Green Bay said they're going to do whatever Aaron Rodgers wants done." is that they're going to do that no matter what. But there's also still just a cost of doing business. It would be bad business Guess to turn what? around and just Guess let what? Aaron Rodgers walk out. Matthew Stafford delivered, though. Matthew Stafford helped bring a Super Bowl to the Los Angeles Rams. Matthew Stafford, when the game was on the line, was phenomenal. Was he phenomenal all year? Did he throw interceptions until end of the year? Yes, was it an issue? Of course it was. But when, it, when he was needed the most – when the game was on the line, he showed up and showed out. He made the plays necessary for his team to get wins. And Aaron Rodgers, if he goes to the Jets, is he going to be able to deliver like we've seen a Matthew Stafford in which, you know, the Rams gave up two ones in a third four? I mean, that's the part of it, too, that we have to keep in mind, the draft equity of it. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets – and doesn't win a Super Bowl, I, I'm not going to sit here and uh, throw my hands in the air like that's some great disgust. I mean, that just happens. Sometimes you don't win the Super Bowl. There will certainly be lofty expectations if not only do they acquire him, but they pay him, and they give up multiple first-round pick, first picks. So I think that uh, that that was that, that would be an interesting development. Uh, I, apparently... Uh, we're getting we're getting all sorts of updates as we go here. Rogers said he was in the darkness longer than he needed. He said by day four he was ready to leave. I don't know. I, I would have made it like four hours, and then I would have been ready to get out of the darkness. Also, I got to be honest. Like I love the theater, all of this, but I don't care about the darkness. Just just come on. Like I I respect more and more a facts that just says I'm back, you know, or a TV special where the first thing you say is I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Just give it to me right away. Don't yeah, make you, me wait. You're talking about the darkness. You don't want to take her out to dinner and do all that. You don't want to go to the movie date. Baby, listen, what we doing? You know, (laughs) you you older, I'm older. What we doing? What you what you want to do? Forget all this other nonsense. We grown, baby. What we doing? Yeah, this is definitely the the Jets and Aaron Rodgers are long past the the I got hooked up with a friend dating sort of thing. They're straight into Tinder with one option. They are swiping right, (laughs) and it's like what 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 what, what we doing this thing? Like that that, at this point, they don't need any other information. It's like don't need to know your backstory don't really care about your mom don't care about your dad let's just find out what's happening there. barely even care about your damn name if you want to be honest with <laughs> what are we doing though <laughs> they're like it's it's andrew right it doesn't really matter come on uh all right so <laughs> the jets by the way have been in darkness longer than they wanted to also uh not just through this process but through a whole generation what happens if aaron Rodgers doesn't give the answer the jets want how long can they wait we will get you the latest from a ron plus whatever it means for the jets next fitz and harry on espn radio and sirius xm channel 80 Aaron Rodgers out here making demands after demands. They call it a wish list. I'm not giving Aaron Rodgers all of this at 39 when he might play two years for me. Yeah, he's been great. He's going to walk into the Hall of Fame, but he's won one Super Bowl.
Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel Lady, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We promised we would get you the latest from Aaron Rodgers. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry, neither of us have heard this. I'm going to be very transparent for you. Uh, neither of us have heard what Aaron Rodgers just said. They have just put it on my board, so I'm going to play it for you. I'm going to press this button. This is Aaron Rodgers talking about the decision and uh, what, what today means. We will react to it live just like you will. I will say this, you know, for I know because there's probably a lot of different, uh, you know, non-usual viewers today. A lot. Uh, yeah. This isn't this isn't the decision day. This isn't me deciding and announcing to the world that this is what's going on. Uh, in fact, that's already happened. You know, we're, oh. we're we're actually days past this. So he says this isn't decision day. This isn't me announcing it. In fact, we're already past it. It's happened days ago. So he's obviously informed people he's made his decision days ago, right? That, that That's how you read that? I mean, with Aaron, we got to be careful that we're weighing every single word. So is that how you I- interpret that? Yeah. Um, so my only question is, what, what are we waiting on to announce it? Like, if the decision's already made, then what's the, what's the holdup? I mean, that is— What are we waiting on? That That is the, the curious question. Maybe the Jets made such a, a great— uh, maybe the Jets made such a great uh, sales pitch. Apparently, he said he went into the darkness, ninety percent sure he was going to retire, ten percent sure he was going to play. That that's an interesting concept. I want to get out uh, your your thoughts. He came out and was more interested in the landscape, is what he said. So being in the darkness may have made him feel like he wanted to play more. But one thing Greeny made the point about the other day that I think is true for many athletes, they say once you're contemplating retirement, you're basically retired, right? Like a part of you is in that mindset, and, and it's hard to walk that back. If you're the Jets and you know that it's going to cost you multiple draft picks, doesn't this make it even clearer that you've got to be sure you know what you're getting into exactly? Because this feels like a one-year, and 100%, then we'll see. 100%. 100%. And I'm not giving up two first-round draft picks to get a guy for one year. I'm just – I'm not doing that. I, I, I can't do that as an organization. If I'm a GM, if I'm an owner, if I wanted to, if I want to acquire Aaron Rodgers, giving up two first-round draft picks, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need, you know, a year for every first-round draft pick I'm giving up. I need two years. I need to know 100% you're going to give me two years. But even then, that's up in the air because it's, it's no telling, you know, they may be in the same situation again next year. That's, that's the unknown that we have. The unknown slash what we do know about Aaron Rodgers is that we don't know past one year is if he's going to be committed to the organization, whether it's the Packers, whether it's the, the Jets, we know he'd be committed to retirement if he decides he wants to retire, but yeah. we don't know if he's going to be committed to playing past one year. And that's pretty that's, – that's hefty. To give up two first-round draft picks and, and have that unknown as an organization, I don't know if I'm, I'm willing to risk that. And I, I'm having a hard time make all of this make sense because if we're believing the reports, McAfee started by saying it's his understanding that no conversation has happened with Rob Domofsky. Uh, many people have told us that there's been no conversation – uh, with Rob at this point. So uh, when you start, or sorry, Rob Domofsky, he's our reporter. Uh, with Brian Gutekunst, uh, Domofsky's name was just up on the screen. Uh, with with Gutekunst. So a decision's been made, but you haven't actually had a conversation with the Packers at all about that? That seems weird. Again, this is what Aaron Rodgers said. I don't want to put words in his mouth. This is exactly what he said. 
I will say this, you know, for I know because there's probably a lot of different, uh, you know, non-usual viewers today. A lot. Uh, yeah. this, <laughs> this isn't this isn't a decision day. This isn't me deciding and announcing to the world that this is what's going on. Uh, in fact, that's already happened. You know, we're, oh. we're we're actually days past this. So we Ooh. are days past the decision being made, and now obviously this Ooh. is being uh, this being dictated just as we go. Roger said he quote. Went into the darkness, 90% retired and 10% playing. He thought mm-hmm. at that point he could come back to Green Bay and play if he wanted. But when he came out of the darkness, he felt something had changed with Green Bay. Rogers says he got the sense that the Packers were ready to move on, wishes they had communicated that to him after the season. So it sounds like he's saying essentially, well, it, it doesn't sound like he is saying that he felt like if he was going to play, it would be for Green Bay, but he felt like Green Bay moved on. That does match the tone of what Green Bay has sort of been saying out loud, right, Harry? Yeah, it, it does. And, and- that's the signs that we have been getting, but also look what he's been dragging Green Bay through. And I understand they chose Jordan Love, so they made their own bed, um, and now they got to lie in it. But look what they had to deal with last offseason, this offseason. You know, I think Green Bay is to the, to the sense that they just want to move on. And see, I, I want to hear from Jets fans, though. I, I, I want Jets, Jets fans to call in because I, I want to understand – are, are, are they okay with this? Or do they want to just hope the organization shift their mindset towards Lamar Jackson? Or are, are, are they okay just waiting on Aaron Rodgers and hearing what we're hearing on the Pat McAfee show and, you know, going in circles all around? Uh, Fitz, t- tell the people the number. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. Okay, this is the latest. This is from Aaron Rodgers. He said, quote, I've not been holding this up. It's the Packers digging in their heels in on compensation. My intention is to play and to play for the New York Jets. I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's the Packers and the compensation they're trying to get from me. So for all the talk of the Packers playing nice through this process, the Packers want something in return. We now know that from Aaron Rodgers. At least, again, this is Aaron Rodgers' side of it. He is saying, and to make this very clear, here's the quote, my intention is to play and to play for the New York Jets. I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's the Packers and the compensation they're trying to get from me. Well, I want to know how many years do you plan on playing for the Jets, though? Like that—that's a question that should be asked. It should be follow up. Well, how is this a one? Is this a one-off for you, Aaron Rodgers? Is this a two-off for you? You want to play three more years? How many years do you see yourself envisioning? Do you envision yourself playing multiple years with the Jets, or is it just a one-year type thing? Don't the Jets need to know that as they go into compensation yes, conversations? Like one hundred percent, it makes such a huge difference. If if he's signing a three-year contract and looking Woody Johnson in the eyes and saying, "I want to be a quarterback for the next three years." Then if you got to get up, give up whatever you got to give up, you're going to give it up, right? Yeah. If he's even saying, if he says two years, then yeah. I'm giving up the two first round draft picks. If he says two years, but one year, huh, oh no. Yeah, I mean that's that's the uh, Evan. You're the resident Jets fan. How do you feel through this? You you took off your jacket because you were sweating so much. You're in. He wants to be a Jet. Let's go. Like. This is on the Packers now. You made the decision to move on to Jordan Love. You don't now. You've said publicly, Mark Murphy said it last week that whatever Rodgers wanted, they were going to make a deal. So let's go. Like this is on the Packers now. The Jets, the Packers have no leverage here. Aaron Rodgers wants to play for the Jets. The Jets know Aaron Rodgers wants to play for the Jets. They have Jordan Love. I don't understand. They have all the leverage. But but the compensation part of it. No, they don't. Aaron Rodgers just said his intention is to play for the Jets. The Jets have their quarterback. They can wait for. Ever for this deal to oh, be we made. Got us they a can feisty Evan. second. But how so the Packers wait, wait, wait. just need to make this deal and get it done. But why? If I run the New York, if I run the Green Bay Packers and you're the New York Jets and you come to me and say, 
I'll give you a seventh-round draft pick. Because if I have no leverage, why are you even giving me more than that? I'll give you a seventh-round draft pick. My answer to that is it costs me more money to trade him to you today than it would to keep him on my roster and make him my backup. So, no. Like, what is the incentive for the Packers other than getting them out of the building? And is yeah, that, that a, but that's, that's the not incentive. Enough, uh, They've told us all along they're tired of the drama. They're tired of the act. Well, you can move on from the drama and move on from the Aaron Rodgers act today by making a deal with the Jets. If you're tired, if you're tired of the drama, your mama. if the Packers are really tired of the drama, they're the ones dragging this out. They're the ones making more drama out of this than there needs to be. Yeah, but at the end of the day, their leverage is he's under contract for them and it costs them money. It costs them more money to trade him, especially if it's before June 1st. Like, they could wait and trade him after June 1st. I mean, they could can trade somebody, him. Can somebody send Pat a message for me? Hey, ask him how many years does he want to play. Uh, uh, well, I mean, we could try. But, well, uh, I can shoot him a text. I yeah. need to shoot Pat a text. All right, so this is the latest. I'll give you this before we uh, – I, I know we've got so much that we're getting in here. But this is uh, another piece that Aaron Rodgers just said on Pat's show. I want you to hear it. The decision, I think, was made in my mind whether or not I was able to admit at that point. Uh, really, on that Tuesday, I wanted to play. Um and then it was, uh, you know, how is my body uh, feeling? Is it going to be able to hold up? So at this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday, uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. All right. He's told you that as clearly as he can tell you anything. We want to hear from you. Your reaction. Triple eight. Say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We'll also get from, get reaction from Green Bay. Try and figure out what this compensation holdup is. We'll get all of that to you next. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. You just heard Christine Lisi say it. Glory be to God, we got an answer. I, look, Harry, we're supposed to be all professional. I'll give you all the quotes you need to know. We got to check in right now. Health and wellness check on Evan, uh, producer extraordinaire. Uh, Evan, Evan gave me a thumbs up. Evan's good. Every, everybody, everybody feels good in there. Like Evan did not leave the. I was. I thought Evan for sure was just going to rip his clothes off and run up and down the halls, uh, and and reveal to the world that he has a massive Jets logo tattooed on both his chest and his back. But it turns out that that has not <laughs> happened. There's there's a measured level of excitement, Harry. Uh, this comes from the fact that as you just heard Christine Lisi say Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show let everybody know his intentions this is what he said the decision I think was made in my mind whether or not I was able to admit at that point uh, really on that Tuesday I wanted to play Um, and then it was uh, you know how is my body uh, feeling is it going to be able to hold up so at this point as I sit here you know I think since Friday uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Other quotes: He says that uh, he's been he hasn't been holding anything up. The Packers and the compensation they're trying to get for me is. He said the Packers are digging their heels in in trade talks. Said my life is better because of my time in Green Bay, but we just got to look at the reality. They want me to move on. You've got an aging face of the franchise for the last 15 years. It's time to do right by. Harry, I think it's important to say here because Evan was passionately saying earlier, the Packers told us that they were going to trade him if he wants to be traded. Well, they didn't tell us that they were going to trade him for a box of Cheetos. Like they told you that he would, they would trade him, but they didn't say they'd make a bad trade. And for a quarterback that's famous for saying exactly what he means, the Packers here aren't under any obligation to trade him for under what they believe market value is. 
Yeah, but and I and I will say this: Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented people to ever throw the football, right in the history of the game. Um, his play last year, I I think that was a one off, and I'm gonna continue to say that. Back to back MVP, 2020, 2021. Now, with me bringing that up, I say that because the Green Bay Packers. If Aaron Rodgers came out and said he's going to play for two or three years, I think, you know, the Jets organization will say, you know what, okay, two first-round draft picks, we're going to do that. I think the fact that the unknown is still, they don't know the duration they're going to be able to get Aaron Rodgers. They can't just jump on it and say, you know what, I'll give you two first-round draft picks. I think that's part of it too. Now, the Green Bay Packers, on the other hand, and I think Aaron Rodgers is really making the point to let everyone know too, that, hey, I told y'all what I want to do. Let's see what Green Bay does. But they have every right to ask for what they want to ask for. Now, are they going to get that? I don't know. They have every right to ask for two first-round draft picks. But from my lens and how I see things, it's hard for the Jets to just say, you know what, boom, we're going to give you two first-round draft picks. And they don't even know the duration that they're going to be able to have Aaron Rodgers. Well, and from my lens on the other side of it, if I'm the Packers, if, if everyone says I have no leverage, why am I getting anything back? Like, either you have leverage or you don't. If you have no leverage, then the Jets can come in and be like, we'll give you a, I don't know, a six-round draft pick. Uh, there you go. That's cute. We're taking Well, they it. have – They. I think the Packers have leverage because the deal doesn't happen unless they agree to the deal. Exactly. <laughs> right? So like, they do have leverage. I mean, that's the, the, the part of it. No matter what they've said, he's under contract with the Packers, and it will cost them more in dead cap money to trade him before June 1st. So it will actually cost them more than it would to look at Aaron Rodgers and be like, sorry, dude. You know, and, and the other side of it is for the conversation that the Packers are in a corner, who's in a bigger corner in this negotiation? The, the Jets, Jets, who the have Jets. no backup plan, no idea what else they're going to do, and they absolutely have to have Aaron Rodgers, or the Packers, who even though they don't want to, can force Aaron Rodgers to come back or even retire if they want to. Like, the Packers have a backup plan. They got Jordan Love. He's going to start for them at quarterback. The Jets got nothing. So if we're having a negotiation 101, the person that has more on the line has less leverage that's the Jets here but I'm just glad that Aaron Rodgers came out and let everyone know you know what he plans to do moving forward now we can focus more so on the Green Bay Packers and uh, what they're asking for in the Jets and what they're willing to give up now that's the next step in this entire process is you know figuring out the mindset of the Green Bay Packers and what they want in the Jets, what they're willing to give up to get Aaron Rodgers. By the way, speaking of what they want, he was asked about his wish list of players, and he said, that's not the reality. It's so ridiculous. Did they ask me about guys I played with over the years? Yeah. So he's saying he doesn't have a wish list necessarily, just uh, players that— Well, he got one of them, Alan that, Lazard. I mean, that took that took absolutely no time, right? Uh, but yeah. Lazard, as we said yesterday, was going to be a good signing either way for the Jets. And if the if Jets— he came or not. That's right. You know, but at some point, this trade compensation issue really becomes— the line in the sand because you can force Aaron Rodgers to make a decision. Nobody in the world can force Green Bay to to actually trade him. I mean that that that's the the hardest part of this. We'll take your calls. Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Y'all have stacked the line. We're gonna let you get your thoughts in on Aaron Rodgers and like we said, his intention. He has made it clear. He has said specifically he wants to play for the Jets. So why isn't he a Jet? He also answered that. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's not fully a done deal yet. 
So there's no need to check on check in on Greeny headed towards the darkness or losing a toe. But we do know specifically that Aaron Rodgers has made it clear his intention is to play and to play for the New York Jets. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in. NBA action tonight. The Clippers host the Warriors, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Obviously, we continue to hear from Aaron Rodgers. This is just a little portion of what he said on the Pat McAfee show. Now it's time to, you know, it's time to uh, to do the right thing because I don't I don't think, you know, I don't think there's a scenario where they're like, well, you know, we want this and Jets aren't willing to give it to us, so we'll take you back. Like, you know, that's not that's not the reality. Mm. I mean, I understand what he's saying, but like. His reality and the Packers' reality don't have to match, right? Like, when yeah. he says, now it's time to do the right thing, like anybody that's ever gone through a breakup, when you're going through a breakup, you can have had a long, loving relationship, and at some <laughs> point, you just look across and you're Ooh. like, no, you, you don't get to tell me what to do anymore. And well, there's, well, I'll take it a step further. Uh, from friends I've seen get divorced, you know, things are all good and dandy until, you know, divorce comes in and – you know, things can get a little bitter. Things can go south very, very quickly. And and it feels like this moment where, like, they're looking at each other and Aaron Rodgers is saying, well, you need to do the right thing. The hell I do? Like, or what? You know, that's the, the petulant child responses, or what? You know, for him to – he's putting the, the Packers on blast, and I understand it, but the Packers have every right to sit back and say, cool, you want to go somewhere? We'll figure it out as long as we get what we want in return. Fitz and Harry, by the way, on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly 700 bucks on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Harry, I just you were a player. Can't imagine go on your way out the door. You're like, all right, it's just time for you to do the right thing. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm not used to people, you know, voicing it out loud to everyone. Now, if you want to say that behind closed doors and you're having a conversation with the organization, hey man, can can y'all do the right thing by me and make sure that I'm able to, you know, go to this place and whatever y'all have to do. I understand that, but to voice it out loud to everyone, I, I thought I thought that's for us to do, not for him to do. Yeah, well, he definitely is making sure he speaks for himself. He reminded everybody that also when he told told the world that uh, somehow Shefty got his phone phone number, text him, and his response was "lose my number." Good try though, which Shefty has confirmed in a tweet by screenshotting the uh, the actual text response from Aaron Rodgers, which I think is absolutely uh, that that's a chef's kiss to everybody involved in that. Aaron Rodgers wants to speak for himself and shoot or shoot. Like I got no problem with Shefty like trying. You know, you get his number, you yeah. shoot, shoot, yeah, shoot, I mean, shoot. You, you you have to try to you know go to the source, right? You, you don't want to hear from anybody else. You want to you know he say she say talk. No, I'm going to the source. I'm going to a Rod. I'm texting you. Hey. What we got going on, bud? What are you doing? What's your decision? You know, versus saying, hey, I heard this person say this. This is what Aaron's going to do. No, go straight to the source. I, I commend Shefty for doing that. All right, so let's go to the source. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Kent in Virginia. Kent, thanks for calling the show. What do you got on Aaron Rodgers? Hey, hi, guys. How you all doing? We're great, thanks. Doing well. Um, I, don't, I think it's going to be a – I just don't like it, period. Because he turned, he's getting his way. He got his way when he was in Green Bay, and he was a prima donna then. And when he's coming to the Jets, he's going to do the same thing. It's not worth it. What the Jets need to do once and for all, we look good for once in, in so many years, 
we need to do is go to the NFL draft and get another and get another a couple more quarterbacks or whatever we need to do. But we can also get a um, a veteran is out there right now that help us get through this. Kent, uh, thanks for the call, man. But Harry, to me, the Jets are in win now mode because that young roster is so good. And and if before you, you can, have to start paying everybody, yeah. I mean, I, usually I'm a fan of building the draft, Harry, but not this time. It, it feels feels weird to me. Yeah, and, and if you're gonna go get a quarterback. I would say, but then what, where are you going to be able to move up to to get, you know, who, who you would like in this draft? Now, granted, that, that quarterback would still be on salary for probably the next five years or four years uh, with a fifth-year option. But you do have Lamar Jackson sitting over there. But Aaron Rodgers, I mean, we, we've seen win a Super Bowl. We've seen him win four MVPs. I, my, my issue is if I'm just getting them for one year and I got to give up two first round draft picks, I don't know if I'm doing that, boss. Yeah, 100%. I just don't. But that, that's, a, that's a hefty price. Uh, Rogers did add about the Jets quote, There's one coach who means as much to me as any coach I've ever had, and he's the coordinator there. So Paul Hackett uh, pays uh, def- uh, Nathaniel. Nathaniel Hackett, Paul's kid. Uh, pay, I, I went way old school there. Uh, <laughs> turns out to pay dividends. Let's go to David in Texas. David, thanks, to, thanks for calling the show, man. What you got? Hey, hey, I just wanted to say if I was the Jets, I wouldn't give up more than a third for him because he already let you know from the jump that all he cares about is winning another MVP, which ain't nothing but a popularity contest. It's like a Grammy or something. That really don't mean that. Win a Super Bowl. You ain't won one in 10 to 12 years. Uh, thanks for the call. I don't know why you had to take a shot at the Grammys. I mean, the Grammy. Come on now. Uh, but but I don't if, think. If, 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 I'm, if I'm the Packers, I, I need more than a third. We're, we're talking about a guy two years ago who was the back-to-back MVP winner. we got to remember that, y'all. Like, yeah. th- this is a guy that can play at a very, very high level through a total of nine interceptions in those two years, and I think over 80-plus touchdowns. Now, let's go to Paul in Denver. Paul, thanks for calling the show, man. What do you got on Aaron Rodgers? Hey, how you guys doing? Great, um, thanks. I've been a fan of the Jets for like 25 years. Um, it's always been crazy, but I think of myself as a realistic fan, and to be honest, I would love if this guy could come to the team. I don't think there's a better option out there. Lamar Jackson obviously would cost a little bit too much. It would be great, but he's the perfect situation to bring in. And I I get what you're saying, that the Packers are in a position where they're going to ask for what they want. But at the same time, Brian Gutekunst is going to be looking for another job if he doesn't take some sort of deal from these guys. And I'm not saying anything, but – there's no way they're going to offer more than a two and maybe a three or a four. And if there is a first-round draft pick involved in this, I only see it as a 24-24 contingency if this guy, if Aaron Rodgers plays a second season with the Jets. But I don't see them. I, I just I, And thanks for the call. I just don't understand. Here's the, I'm looking at overthecap.com right now. For the Green Bay Packers this year, the salary cap hit this year for Aaron Rodgers is $31.6 million. If they trade him before June 1st, which is what we're talking about here, that salary cap number, that salary cap hit this year is $40 million. So it's a $9 million expense. It's another player just to get rid of the drama. And I understand everybody's going to say, well, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. If I'm Green Bay and I'm sitting around, you offer me a third or a contingent or a fifth. And if they have no leverage, that's all you should offer. If you're offering me that, I'm telling you to go to hell. And then I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers and say, guess what? You are more than welcome to come back here as our backup. But if you don't like it, retire, which is also going to cost us more money. But, like, I'm not going to give up his rights for less than market value when it costs me money to do it. No, and and, and that's a great way of thinking. And he just mentioned – 
right? Brian Gunakins would be out of, uh, out of a job if he didn't get the right compensation for him. So why would he not get the right compensation for him? Yeah, I mean, that's... If I know my job's on the line. I mean, that that is incredible. And, and look, I understand, as Evan's pointing out, they're guaranteed more than $59 million. Real cash, fake cash, it, it, it hurts their roster to trade him. So why would they hurt their roster on fake cash, which is the salary cap, if, it, if it's going to, if they're not going to get anything back that helps them build back whatever they're losing? That, that just feels like part of the logic to me. And that's got to be part of why they're sitting here saying if, uh, if other quarterbacks can get two ones, so can he. We'll keep breaking down every single angle of what Aaron Rodgers has told us. Plus, he answered the question of what he's going to do in the offseason program. You don't want to miss it. Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 